And the Oscar goes to... My name is Matt Brown. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. And let's start the show. You deserve Oscar. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. How are we doing, everybody? It is Monday, April 26, 2021, the final week of April 2021. And, oh, man, has it been a crazy journey to get here. I hope everybody is great, fantastic, healthy, and feeling good. Just want to remind you to don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And to check out all exclusive content regarding this podcast, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and check out all the great content that we have to offer regarding this show. Whether it's every single podcast, whether it's the links to our podcasts and platforms, whether it's the link to our merchandise store, thanks to Zazzle, which you can also check on the episode description below and get all the great things that are Productive Conversations podcast including our apparel our office supplies or anything else you can put the productive conversations podcast logo on we also have links to our social media pages we have an instagram page at productive conversations podcast we're on twitter at prod convo pod we're on tiktok at productive conversations and check out all the great content that we have for you in the world of social media also the website features my blogs it features my resume it features everything you need to and want to know about the productive conversations podcast but how are we doing otherwise everybody good weekend i hope everybody had a safe and fun weekend i certainly did and i mean let's talk about the yankees making huge wins this week i mean huge huge wins this week making big strides the bats finally come alive shouts to rudinetto door who after cashman acquired him has put nothing but a clinic and just keeps hitting and the Yankees have lifted the concerns for people who are really worrying about the team. Yes, I know they lost yesterday, but the most important thing is that the team is starting to hit again and we can hopefully start turning things around against Baltimore this week even more. Then we have the Tigers. We have to win some more ball games and these guys have to continue to hit. We have my New York Knicks who have been taking the NBA by storm. Nine straight victories against huge, very talented teams. Julius Randle proving why he should be an All-NBA player. And he looks like it looks like that Julius Randle is the one. Julius Randle is leading us to glory. He is the player we have waited a long time for. He is our star. And when you have such a great supporting cast with the veteran Derrick Rose being incredible, Emmanuel quickly scoring, RJ Barrett looks like he is finally reaching his potential and only growing more as a player. Nerlens Noel been a huge step in the five position. What a great imposing force. Then you have other role players doing well, like Alex, like Alec, Alec Burks. We have Reggie Bullock scoring. 
I mean, again, Manuel quickly just making you more excited for him. Taj Gibson making moves. And of course, we cannot forget Coach Tom Thibodeau leading us to victory, leading us to great times. And he could be the one, too, to lead us to glory as the coach, the special coach we have all been waiting for after the bullshit people we have seen, David Fisdale, Jeff Hornacek, Derek Fisher. We finally found the coach that can lead us to victory, getting the team to play defense, shooting the three really well, playing true team basketball. And even with Brooklyn and all their expectations, we know who New York's true team is. And we're excited for old fans like myself and others who are finally happy that we could get the respect we deserve as Knicks fans. And welcome to all the new bandwagoner Knicks fans. We're happy to have you. Be sure to stay as well. But yeah, big week ahead. The NFL Draft is this week as well. We're going to get into that on Thursday. And and yeah, we're on our way to May. May is just around the quarter. This Saturday is May 1st. And as long as we continue to be safe, follow the rules... This May will be a great May as we get back to normal slowly but surely. But again, good times ahead as long as we focus and keep doing the right thing. So, what brings us here today? Last night, the biggest night in Hollywood, the 93rd Academy Awards ceremony took place last night. And it was a historic night with lots to talk about, lots to react to, great moments Confusing moments, snubbing moments, but all in all, inspiring moments for us to continue to go for our dreams and have fun in a year where we couldn't watch movies in the theater. The movies came to us at home, and damn, what a year it was for movies. What an exciting night for movie fans and Oscar fans. And yeah, I I was really, really enjoying last night's Oscars. And as soon as it ended, I brought on the great Mike Gumad once again to talk to me and react to last night's historic Oscar night. And sure, our predictions were both accurate and inaccurate from last night, from last week's episode. And yeah. We also reacted on the good times, the confusing times, but all in all, we reacted to such a fun Oscar night, and let's get to it right away. Mike Gumad, the host of the Amazed and Marvel podcast, which you can check on all podcasts and platforms, and check out his reaction to the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was really, really great, and I'm sure that you will enjoy it, and I am definitely sure you will enjoy him right now. So let's talk about last night. Let's have some fun. Let's reflect on history in Hollywood. So here he is, Mike Gumad. It is your turn once again. Let's talk about the Oscars. Let's get to it. All right, everybody. It was a fun night. With a lot of surprises, but the 93rd Academy Awards just signed off and we have a lot to reflect on. And I am so happy to once again, for the first time having a guest go on back to back shows, we have Mike Gubad, the host of the Amazing Marvel podcast to react to the crazy night of Oscars. What's up, Mike? Glad to have you back. 
Good to be back. Just hanging out. Um, I I really enjoyed the show. It's kind of like one of my, I wouldn't say my first time watching in full, but definitely I haven't watched in full in a while. And mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's what we walk into that. Just walk me through just your initial thoughts of the entire event. Obviously different than years past. We know why doing it at a trade yeah. station instead of a theater and having the each country represented to where they're from, whether it was all the people in France or the UK, Sweden, I think was featured there, Australia, um, changing up the categories and stuff like that, putting certain ones at first and others is very, is a very non-traditional year for the Oscars, but still it was nice to see yeah. people get the gold statue. But tell me, what are your initial thoughts of the event as a whole? Well, as a whole, I mean, I definitely like you were saying before, like I definitely thought it was it was different from years past. Um, But I I really liked how there's like between everybody. And, you know, I know I've seen this before, too. It's nice that everybody has a nice uh, rapport with each other and it's everything's very formal, but also like kind of fun, too. So mm-hmm. it, it was a good show. It was nice. And, and everybody really made the most of the situation, especially yeah. after everything we've been through this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I and I was very excited to kind of see like a lot of the films that that I enjoyed um, get recognition and a lot of the a lot of the people involved get the recognition they deserve too. <laughs> Yeah, big point there. Uh, I think a lot of mainstream movies, a lot of movies that we all happen to see besides the pretentious movies that are hard to come by or go to watch the indie flicks, wherever. It's uh, nice to have so much access to watch these movies now. I think almost every film was on. Just about a majority of all the films were on a streaming service, the Hulus, the Netflix, Amazon Primes. Then, I mean, you can still access those other movies as well. Like you right. have to pay a price to it. If you like, give, like I had to give Minari and uh, I rented it from YouTube for 48 hours, but at an affordable price, no complaints there. So I think it is cool, too, that they uh, are able to have so many people watch, you know? Right. And uh, what do you also think of this is, you know, the interactions were funny, you know, no host again, but going around and and do think there's some funny viral moments. I don't I think the seeing Glenn Close break it down is an image I'm not going to get out of my head for a long time. That was hilarious with little Ray Howard. I actually there was a moment where I had actually I was in laying in bed and of course I crashed like during a brief moment of Mm -hmm. of the show just because I was like so tired. But no, I mean, I um, what was it? I'm trying to think of like one moment that I really liked. I mean, I like the opening for sure, where Regina King is just walking um, into the whole show. It's very I mean, like she said, she described it as a very cinematic experience in and of itself. Uh, yeah, she walks nice. in. Yeah, there's a whole like, you know, with following her walking in. And it's I thought that was a really cool um, opening. And of course, like the, like I, like we were talking about the train station, like I think the venue was perfect. It was really cool. So, well, when you move, go out west, you have to find that train station. You could say you were at all the places, all these people were standing and led yeah. you to big deals in Hollywood, as you will be a part of them soon as well. So, while we hit on some of the awards, all right, 
Mike, I feel like there's been a lot of surprises with the choices we picked and not only the people, you know, of course you can't make them perfect, but I think, you know, we, we saw that we talked about how uh, Nomad Lamb is going to get honored and it did really do really well. We talked about Judas getting some recognition. How about also like the father really stacked up some big awards and we're going to go off of our initial picks already. So um, we'll hit it. We'll hit it then when we hit the different awards. But yeah, um, how do you feel as a whole with the uh, with the decisions of the winners or not? Like, I do think everyone here is deserving, but I was surprised with, uh, you know, some of the picks additionally, but yeah, uh, it, I think a lot of like it was, it's different. So some pleasantly surprised some, I guess, question and uh, though deserving, I still think there's some people more deserving than others, but still, right. uh, I, I found the, uh, the winners here much different than I thought. Um, yeah. What do you think initially from all the picks? Um, well, initially for me, like I, from, I mean, the ones that we were definitely discussed, I was, I did, wasn't expecting the father to win much, if anything at all. Like I thought it was good <laughs> and I thought it was creative, but it wasn't a film that overall resonated with me. I mean, I mean, of course I know that it's definitely, there's a matter of opinion across the board. Um, but the thing is, I just I, I like I said, I thought the father did something really creative, especially focusing on um, a character with with dementia or Alzheimer's. I, I think pretty, I heard Alzheimer's. I thought it was dementia, but mm-hmm. I, I really liked the way that they captured that. But overall, it was like when I watched it, like I said, it was a very depressing movie to me. Yeah. Which I mean, of course, a, a situation like that, it's bound to be depressing. But um but yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and like I said, Anthony Hopkins, when I was talking about it, I thought that he, you know, he was playing a role that I've, I feel like I've seen him play before. It just didn't <laughs> seem that like unique to me, which I mean, he did great. But at the same time, it just didn't seem like anything, you know, that stood out to me. But I mean, I definitely still, you know, for what it's worth, it's good that that it got the um, the wins that it did. Right. Um there are also like different stories, like, for example, like it's with screenplay. I honestly was thinking Sound of Metal was just as authentic as Promising Young Woman. Um, but, you know, they both did pretty daring things. And I feel like they were both kind of equally, you know, worthy of that award. So but I'm glad at least one of them got it. Uh, yeah. So those are just yeah. a couple examples. But. Of course, of course. And yeah, once we hit on the award, the each award, definitely would love to hear your elaboration on that stuff. And right, one yeah. thing like to hit on first, like best documentary feature. I was so sure that Crip Care was taking it, yeah. but it turned out a movie about a diver hanging out with an octopus <laughs> wins <laughs> it all. And uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that. It is on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's a quick watch too, and only 85 minutes. And yeah. um, I just I mean, I thought, just, you know, Riz Ahmed said at one point, the, the special movies are the ones that make you feel. And Croquet really made me feel as a doc. But was it in the cars that night? It's still congratulations to Mr. O- My Octopus Teacher. I'm going to mm. see what's good with that. But still, <laughs> highly recommend Crip Camp. I cannot emphasize on that more. So one of the other things we talked about, the cinematography, we, you and I both thought um, Nomadland was going to be popular in this. But yeah. uh, 
a movie that you were very fond of and Mank wound up taking yeah. it with Eric Measureschmidt. Right. Talk about me about how uh, Mank winning and uh, why do you think they got it? Well, honestly, like I was personally, I thought, like I said before, that it was a very like niche movie. And I feel like I don't I don't know how they typically, you know, the Academy really recognizes certain things. Mm -hmm. I would have thought that would have been like like when it comes to general audiences, it probably wouldn't be the big, biggest appeal. But between like, you know, for example, I, I thought because the period pieces are so like, I don't know that it's a challenge to do something like that. I mean, not really a challenge because, I mean, you're taking qualities from the past and they, that's what informs the way you make it, you know, make the make the film. But um, I, I honestly thought like, I'm glad, like, for example, Ma Rainey took the makeup and yes. uh, hairstyles and costumes, too. That definitely, you know, reflects well on a, on a period piece. Um, but and also sound design, like I really thought Mank had some good sound design. But I knew, for example, that I that Sound of Metal was definitely going to take that because it did some pretty daring things, especially in the realm of the story. But um, but definitely cinematography. I'm I'm glad that Mank took at least one win home for that because um, I really I really the cinematography, you know, dating back to that time period in which it's from. And again, like alluding to a lot of shots that, you know, in a lot of the way, same way, you know, almost like Citizen Kane was filmed. I really think that those were nice callbacks the way the way it was filmed. So, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely glad that that Mank took that award, at least one. You know, I, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to win any, but I'm very glad that it won that one. I feel Mank's big strengths was the cinematography and the production design, which it did take tonight, the production yeah. design award. And it made you feel like you were the, you know, early 40s with that. And a guy, it makes sense why they won. And uh, still, yeah. the other film, that was a very popular category, especially Nomad Land. Um, I thought it was taking it, but um, Shops to Mank, it's honestly a pleasant surprise. We talked, go yeah. to the adapted screenplay. I thought Borat, it was Borat's year. Not the case. Yeah. The father takes it. Yeah. Again, we talked about this very sad and depressing movie with great character development and um also uh with great character development and uh you know I will say it felt boring sometimes, but I, I did like some of the witty dialogue with that and he can't get it wrong with the uh amazing performances in it. Um yeah. do you feel this is appropriate. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't remember. Who did you pick for this? I'm actually drawing a blank on it, too. Okay. I think I'm... Uh, I think it's Nomadland. 99% sure is Nomadland. I think so, too. Yeah, I think that was something that I had also that I had also picked. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I, I kind of get it, though. I mean, I just... I don't know that, that it was just a rough, like the adapted screenplay one was, was weird for me because I definitely think that, you know, it, it, there wasn't a lot of depth for me, a lot, not as much depth as the other films that were nominated for, you know, the father was, had what it had going for it, but it, to me, I feel like it didn't have enough for me to feel like that win was like, 
Yeah, I mean, of course, it did. Like I said, it did well, and it's, it played to its strengths. But at the same time, it wasn't. There was a lot more going on in a, the, all the other nominees that I kind of expected something else to take it. But, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty solid ways to think of it too. And it seems this was a very Oscar Beatty movie. Right. You know, we hit those special emotions, family, all that. Um, and well, no awards for them. And then when we look yeah. at the original screenplay, uh, where I thought Judas of the Black Messiah was taking it, and uh, you were interested with uh, how sa- sound and metal, but yeah. um, Promising Young Woman was great. Emma Fennell's Austin's uh, Order Force and very strong women strong women characters and again as i told you this movie really any guy shows guys have to be gentlemen especially their dating life i think that's yeah. one thing here and um this is another pleasant surprise i was happy to see here how, how do you think how do you feel about this win oh yeah I, I mean like i said i feel like sound of metal and promising young woman um were both like authentic in the way they you know they're both stories that were things that I had never seen. I think my original, my guess for that, uh, for what would win original screenplay, I'm pretty sure was, was actually trial. Um, Oh yes. yes, But to me, like, I think back on that now, it's like, it's, I mean, and same thing goes, I mean, it, it really depends on how you portray it, but like, I mean, to some degree, when you really think about it, when you're when your story is like surrounded by events in history, it's like a historical fiction. It's not to some extent, it's not it takes away from its originality because yes. I mean, not you to say that it's not right. Exactly. And, and it's not to say that it's not original, but it's it's a little bit less than, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely promising young woman. You know, and like I said, Sound of Metal too. both did pretty daring things that I had never seen before in a story. So I was hoping that either one of those would win at the, when the time came. And I'm glad Promising Young Woman took it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. And we, we cross over to the acting categories. Supporting actress Yeon Yujung wins Minari playing Sunja. As mm-hmm. I talked about, I thought Maria Bakalova was going to win playing two two dar second yeah that um oh but um i also i believe you might have said yeah amanda seifert for mank yeah i did a plus on the cosmo fashion app which was their cherry red dress too and um (laughs) yeah this again we could go on all day with all with you know pleasantly surprised but this one was really uh See the most authentic for um, what was being presented here. You know, I, I think she specifically really blended into her character so well. So it was yeah. very funny in the movie. She right, was exactly. uh, very captivating with it. I think you young, you, Yoon, you Jung, excuse me, uh, I apologize for Miss Brownie, Yoon, Ya Jung. Anyway, Sunjo, the woman who plays Sunjo was uh, incredible with it. Do you have any co- thoughts or comments with her in particular? Yeah, honestly, like, you know, looking back at it now, um, watching Minari, like, she was definitely, there was a lot of fluctuation. Like, she was very good comedic relief. Um, mm. She was a nice, like, mix. Like, I don't want to say she was like a wrench thrown into the family, but like, 
they're trying to like acclimate to, you know, this new environment that they're in. And she yes. definitely comes in and, and she's the very, you know, she's a former general, like she's a, you know, generation before, you know, she comes from, I'm pretty sure she's, she came, did she come from Korea? Yes. Um, to, to, okay. Yeah. So she, what she had come there to, to stay with them. And then of course, then, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but something happens with her that kind of shifts things a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, again, we're taking consideration that she, you know, she's a little bit older. So, um, but it definitely like, is a, it seems like it's a roller coaster, especially with the family having to deal with all the stuff that they have to deal with. So it's definitely her performance and her presence in the story. Mm-hmm. Definitely really, you know, changes the trajectory of things a lot. So I definitely, I, I see where, you know, the Academy recognized that and, and gave her the win for that one. Absolutely. And uh, very much shouts to her. Very happy for her. Now with the supporting actor, you know, I were big Lakeith Stanfield fans in this, but his <laughs> co-star Daniel Kaluuya, which is definitely not a disappointment. Him as Fred right, Hampton yeah. wins him an Oscar. It was great to see this rising star hit a huge moment for him. And yeah. um, playing powerfully Fred Hampton, move the movie along, and uh, someone you just learned to admire throughout. How do we feel about Daniel Kaluuya winning it? I'm, I, that's the thing, too. It was tough. That that one was really tough because I was definitely torn between the two of them. I, I thought that Lakey Stanfield, I thought that he delivered, like like I said, it was kind of like acting within acting, kind of. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, his character, like, be, I mean, granted, the situation that he was in, um, it was kind of almost like he was trapped in the situation. And they even talk about this, having to betray, you know, you know, who you are in some way. And 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 given the given the situation he found himself in, that's what he did. And I thought that really played to his strengths as an actor. But ultimately, um, you know, Daniel Kaluuya's Fred Hampton was ultimately to me anyway, I feel like a more sympathetic character. I feel like the audience, I mean, not to mention that he's I mean, well, all the characters in this movie are very grounded in history, but you know, his portrayal of Fred, Fred Hampton and, you know, everything that happens in the film. I definitely agree with with this choice for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we have um, going to this best actress. I said Viola Davis, but what did be surprised with versus McDermott women? And, you know, she has number three tie with the Great Barrel Street and um I believe, can you just remind us who you picked as well? Was it Francis? I think it was. Yeah. 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 I, and that's the thing too. It's like, I honestly, I think with, with her performance, I just like, again, it lent it's like with everything that was going on in Nomadland. I, I think that again, the, her performance along with everything else made it feel like, you know, like I said, I, I thought I was almost watching like a documentary. It felt very, real and very raw to me and i think that just like you know the way it's filmed and everything else you know performances definitely go hand in hand with that and and francis mcdermott did a really good job at keeping things like as real as possible to me anyway so yeah yeah uh you can't you know she brings us to her most vulnerable points of her character and then um the cheese bits for what she had and you know 
Homeland, very powerful movie. And, you know, you can only go as far as your best actors perform. Sorry, I should say your lead actors performance. And uh, that's what happens with her powerful, legendary stuff. And she was number three as she won also as a producer. So she takes home two statues. And uh, I mean, everyone, I mean, how can you not love her? She's married to one of the Cole brothers. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of gold they all could share. That must be one awesome trophy <laughs> trophy uh, case in the yeah. living room there. I mean, it was, I was really happy to see. I was really thrilled. You know, people really love and respect, you know, really admire someone like a Meryl Streep. But, you know, she's right in that tier. And I mean, literally the uh, numbers speak for itself now with the yeah. three statues each. And uh, I, I thought it was awesome. Really, really awesome. And then you have, I think this was a bit of a shock, with, but no problem at all to honor, you know, one of the best to do it. With Anthony Hopkins winning, a second Oscar and he wins the Oscar played Anthony in the father. No Oscar for Riz Ahmed here. No Chadwick Boseman, who is a huge favorite coming in or Stephen Yoon as well. Uh, Talk to me about seeing Anthony Hopkins winning. And it it was a great win. It just ended awkwardly because he wasn't there. And then the show just ended. But um, right. How do you feel about Anthony Hopkins winning? Well, for, see, that's the thing for me again, it's it, it, a lot of the the predictions that I made were definitely like, you know, thinking back, especially since I don't usually like make I haven't really made predictions for the Oscars in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I try to look for things that really stand out to me and Riz Ahmed's performance, especially given like, like I said, a unique story the situation that he finds himself in as a metal musician who goes deaf. It's like two very like crazy things that you put together. It's like, what's going to happen with that? Um, Whereas, you know, and and that's, that was an interesting, you know, situation to watch unfold because it was so unique, but um, with, you know, with Anthony Hopkins and, and his, the role that he was in, it just, like I said before, it seemed very, very familiar to me. Like, I feel like I've seen him play someone very neurotic before. Um, and it just, it kind of fell to me into something that, like I'm watching him and, and I'm like, this is great. I love this. But at the same time, it just seems all too familiar to me. And I, I kind of had wished that they did, they went with Riz Ahmed instead because it just, it was just such a different, such a we see like the the depth and the breadth like of how and like overall the range of Riz Ahmed and and it just seems like with Anthony Hopkins this time around it didn't seem like it just seemed all too familiar for me so I kind of wish Riz Ahmed had taken it but I agree I agree with you you said everything I uh, I said I was thinking in even better in better terms and I thought Riz Ahmed's character was going to be special was going to be spe- especially recognized but we'll never forget this great performance and I was really uh, wanted to see Chaswick Boseman with a posthumous Oscar but yeah. um and a lot of people thought he would and uh, turns out it wasn't the case, but you know, his legend lives on, and you know, during doing that great performance while battling cancer, too, it's I think it adds to it, but um, yeah. again, it'll just keep his legacy intact. I think Riz Ahmed will be back 
in this category someday soon because he's so talented. I mean, you heard his voice when he was presenting awards yeah. today and his American voice, the specific young American voice. <laughs> it just shows how uh, great he is. And um, it's turned into one of my favorite actors, too. And we really far. Have you seen Nightcrawler? Yes. I yes, love it. See, <laughs> so good. Yeah. After his character gets screwed over the worst way by Jake Gyllenhaal. It's no yeah. spoilers there. It's nice to see him keep going into something legit. He was also in Venom. So yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's got he's been in everything I really like. So that's that's good. And hopefully, keep <laughs> continuing to see him. And uh, yeah. the last big award, I mean, best picture. No surprise here. Yeah. As we or, or I should say, well, first sorry. Well, first before that. Another great, no surprise here. Also, when we talked about best director, we had Chloe Zhao went for Nomadland again, mm-hmm. just getting so many great performances out of her actors. The stunning cinematography she made help um, make decisions for it to put together. Then the cinematographer put to work there. Um, great soundtrack. Great. Um, great everything i i mean it was nice to see some more history made for miss zhao before she mm-hmm. even more cloud as she enters the mcu um yeah how do we feel about this i mean i'm 100 with it i i i'm i i believe i don't remember exactly um I don't remember exactly all my predictions, but um, but I think that was definitely, you know, I knew that was probably going to take home quite a bit just because like, again, it's, 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 you know, it's a, it's a story, but it's, it's done so well filmed so well that it makes me almost believe it's like a documentary. And that of course requires multiple facets of the film to be handled in such a way that it, it feels that way to the person watching it. So I definitely agree with with Nomadland taking, you know, everything it took home. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then tr- perfect transition into that is Nomadland wins best picture. So yeah. I'm excited to see now that it gets some more recognition and what Francis McDermott said is make sure next time as soon as you can watch the movie and the biggest screen possible. And, you know, I watched it on you know, my TV here at home. But I mean, she's yeah. right. I mean, it was even mostly be absolutely more spectacular to watch it on a 90 foot screen and getting all those sound throws and, and uh, the, just the lush filtration and um, everything stunning, as you mentioned, also just, again, the cinematography's um, groundbreaking in this. So Nomadland winning it, people talking about it. Hulu, again, back-to-back years having one of their movies win. The best picture as well. How do we feel about this access now? Nomadland. I mean, if is there anything else you want to add to this movie that you haven't said already? Not really. I mean, it's just it to me. I, when it when it comes to movies that are like trying to do something daring and something like new and exciting, like I. I mean, and and who's to say it hasn't been done before, but like, you know, when movies are as daring with their stories as Sound of Metal was or like, you know, was made to made out to be as real as possible and as authentic as possible, like Nomadland. um, It's no wonder you see these movies get nominated for, you know, what they do. So, I mean, again, Nomadland was definitely an experience that, um, was very that felt very you know 
like not you're like you're watching something on on a you know like a like a movie it really pulls you in it makes you look like you know you're just looking through a window into into reality so and reality you know the story following you know someone living the life of a nomad so yeah i'm definitely i definitely think that it stands out in that way absolutely i mean no bummed out no Best picture went for Sound of Metal. I mean, yeah. again, that movie just really made me feel the most. Is this is a very close second with Nomadland, and you know, as the years go by, I do think these are the two movies that will especially stick out, right? From this great year of movies, and um, yeah, Sound of Metal though, I think for just how groundbreaking, as you said, with all production values and all aspects to tell an incredible tale of triumph of uh, through tragedy yeah. nothing beats it and it's uh at the end of the day we love movies and they're here to stay and um yeah like she said let's try to get it back to see these great movies at theaters too i mean godzilla versus Kate cog was the first real exciting box office numbers there we could only go up from there so uh yeah um Shouts to No Bad Land, though. See it on Hulu, everybody. And just a few more things to reflect on. What do you think was the most, the biggest snub slash disappointing moment? Was there, whether it was the best picture winner or best sound design or whatever, what do you think was the biggest snub, that which would have been the biggest appointment, disappointing moment for tonight? Well, for me, anyway, I really... I really hoped hoped that that sound of metal would have taken more um, more with it uh, than I mean I knew I, I I just I had a very strong feeling that it was going to take sound and I'm glad that it did I'm very glad that it took sound because mm-hmm. you know that's that's a big part of a movie like this is like the story is all about you know being able to hear and it's about you know at, at one point you know he's making music he's drumming and they're they're in a band so it's like that's a very crucial part and i'm very glad that it won that um but i feel like it definitely deserved a lot more than just that win um yeah. again the story was very authentic i feel like it was like i said it was just as worthy of original screenplay as promising a young woman so it was kind of just like they're both kind of like meeting face to face. And, you know, I feel like either of them could have won that. And I'm glad the promising young woman did, but I also kind of hope sound of metal would too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I wish sound of metal took a more, took home a little more than it did. That's all. My two biggest stubs include Crip Camp, not winning for best documentary again. I'm sure the life of people hanging out with octopuses is great. I know there is a value in it. There's research to take in. But Crip Camp was a movie so profound about real issues with a community that needs more recognition to show how awesome they are in overcoming their obstacles to still show their potential in life. And I mean, that was a real bummer to see. But Crip Camp should have won it. I mean, again, whatever with the octopuses. I mean, I like um, I I like fried calamari, calamari squid. <laughs> if anything, my one connection there. But Crip Camp is a documentary feature that perfectly illustrates um, overcoming tr- life's most unfair triumphs for people. And I hope um, more people check it out and understand what I'm talking about. 
And then the one I'm not as butthurt about, but would have been nice if it were at one. I mean, the father, again, I understand. I mean, again, great. I think the performances really pushed it through. That movie was just so sad and boring and long and dragged. Yeah. And I just don't see the point of, uh, I mean, I, c- congratulations to them for sure. They all deserve it to get that far. But I mean, Borat. Yeah is a mockumentary that was able to pull this feed off and has a lot of good things to say. And it had every reason for people to hate it, but they didn't hate a good movie. Maybe because they didn't want to make nine of these Oscars. I heard it's like hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to make one of them. Maybe it wasn't part of the budget. Um, What do you think was some of the big, your, the most surprising win or moment you saw? Like for me, Again, I mean, talk about my disappointment there with the octopus teacher. But um, I'd like to also point out one of the biggest surprises was um, probably the biggest surprise for me was Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor. I, um, I really thought, especially, obviously, we talked about how much we wanted Riz Ahmed or Chadwick to take it. But also, yeah. Steven Yude had a very big and important role that I think absolutely would have earned him an Oscar. Anthony Hopkins, again, is a legend, you know, obviously Hannibal Lecter. Um, so great at a lot of things he does, and he's had such a long profile career. I just didn't yeah. see his him winning this coming at all. What's the biggest surprise for you? I'd it's- say that definitely I, I agree with that, that being a big surprise. I, it just seemed like, again, like Anthony Hopkins, you know, watching him in this role, it just felt like something that I've seen before because Mm -hmm. he, he plays a character like that. And so many of the movies that he's been in, like not exactly that character, but in general, like if, you know, it's very, a a very neurotic situation that he's, he's in, um, you know, dealing with this, this mental illness at his old in, you know, the character's old age. I do another thing that really, I would say wasn't really surprised. Well, somewhat surprising, more satisfying. And it, it wasn't any of the, it wasn't something that we had really discussed, but I saw a trailer for, um, I believe it's, um, is it two distant strangers? It's, the it was one, it was film, the short. That one, that one best yeah. short film that's on Netflix. Yes. I, I still, I saw the trailer for it. I'm really like, I think I might've mentioned this. I'm very much into like time loop, time manipulate, you know? Yes. So it's a, it's a time loop movie. And I honestly really, I have not seen it yet. I had watched the trailer. I'm like, I need to watch this. Cause I, if it's Oscar nominated, I'm like, I know I have a feeling that I'm going to want it to win a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm very glad that it did because it takes, again, it takes the, it's one of those daring movies that takes something that's very, relevant and what's going on in the world today. And it puts an interesting twist on it. Um, And I definitely want to see, you know, what made that movie so special, especially since even watching the trailer got me extremely excited to, to see how the movie unfolds. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I'd say too distant. Is it distant or different? I'm not sure. I think it's distant Two distant strangers took, took the win for, for short. And I am very excited to to watch it now because I want to, I want to see what I think about it. And it just makes me that much more excited to see it because I haven't yet. So yeah, two distant strangers that you can watch that yeah. on Netflix and uh, yeah, written by a former writer for The Daily Show. And um, 
in Tra- in Trayvon Free and Marty Desmond Rowe, the big career himself. And uh, yeah, I got to see that too. I will say I wasn't really too familiar with the short film categories in that realm, but um, now I have, as you said, every reason to check it out. And definitely let us know what you think of it. I'm, I'm intrigued to hear it. And again, you can watch yeah. it on Netflix. It's only about, it's only in half an hour. And it has Joey Badass starring in it, if you like his music. So uh, check it out. Check it out. And what was your favorite moment from tonight? Uh, What was your favorite moment from the Oscars, Mike? Um, I'd say definitely. I... um... I, I was very again. I we we had talked about this before. I was I really didn't think. Um, I mean, I was very satisfied to see Sound of Metal win the sound uh, win in the sound category. I was that was one of the ones I was more, most hopeful for. Um, and if we're talking about both surprising and satisfying, I'm glad Mank took home some wins too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Mank Mank winning um, cinematography was like something that. I wasn't sure of because again, I, I thought that the movie was very niche in in terms of like you know basically being something that a lot of a lot of cinephiles probably really admired, like yeah. like myself, but not so much overall general audiences like picking up on a lot of things. But I do think that that like I really enjoyed the fact that that Mank won. Uh, in that category because it was just a movie that that really just made me feel good watching it because it's like oh this is like really cool because it made me think of all the things that have to do with you know with the film industry and especially in that time making that movie that i had seen in film class like it's Mm -hmm. just it's cool that they take that stylistic approach at you know when it came to that era and, you know, they make, they even say something about, Oh, this movie in, in the movie, they say, Oh, this, this story hops all over the place in time. And that, that's exactly what this movie does. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just very meta and very, I thought it was very cool. And I'm glad that I wasn't expecting it to take home anything. And I'm glad that it took home at least something. So both the sound of metal and Mank, I'm glad that those took it home at least, at least some, um, recognition yeah i do wonder what the great robert keski the university of hartford thinks of this role <laughs> in any of these but um yeah i think uh, it was nice to see the right films get recognized probably my personal favorite moment um next to see next to um see the stuff that uh Tyler Perry, I liked his story winning that humanitarian award. I really liked seeing uh, Nomadland, probably the best film to hit all the aspects of filmmaking. Um, take it. I was happy to see it, even though I wanted Sound of Metal a little more. I was still happy yeah. to see that. It's probably my favorite moment. It made sense and a nice win for great female film um, filmmakers. And for a uh, very moving story. And... Um, it was a lot of fun. And then probably seeing Daniel Kaluuya, who's been turning into one of my favorite actors, win his Oscar. That was yeah. a cool moment. Also, like seeing Soul win. That was nice. And another one for Pixar. And um, yeah, it, I think it was fun. The the uh, the opening was very chilling with Regina King walking down the Regina King walking down the um 
the halls to get into the Oscars and start the show off. Right. And all in all, it was just a nice win for Oscars. I understand some people call it pretentious and people make us criticisms for us, the Oscar culture, um, whether it's, uh, you know, some people don't really want uh, people to talk about politics or bringing up, you know, things or aware, bringing up awareness or activism. Well, I support, I think it's fine. Let them do what they want on their platforms. They earned for it and they should be listened out on very real issues. And um, I also understand the people who, you know, just get bored with the whatever ceremony, but I would think it was nice to see a lot of hard people working, um, get recognized, recognition they deserve. Another example, yeah. people are getting inspired to keep moving forward with their careers in show business that everyone deserves a shot to get in. And I just think, it was a nice, relaxing night with um, a revamped original idea, especially honoring more people of color and honoring more people's stories to finally get heard. I think the Oscars were, were fine, uh, more than fine. I think it was a good Oscar ceremony. I think it was fun. And now um, as the movie theaters get back moving, we have more movies coming out, more chances to get on set. It's going to be interesting to see where we're at a year from now. And I can't wait yeah. to talk about the 2021, 22 Oscars with you, Mike. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. check out all these movies, whether on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, or pay the small fee to rent some of them. It's worth it. And it shows that even in this dark year that we had an experience, there's some great art out there and great movies and stories for people to enjoy, to distract you from this crazy world and help you overcome the problems within it. So great job, Oscars. Yeah. Great job, Mike. Is there anything else you want to say before we go? Um, well, I do want to say that I, I'm like, I'm very grateful like to you, honestly, because I, I, me personally, I, like I said, I have never been, I mean, I, every once in a while I tune in for the Oscars, but I've never really immersed myself in the award show as much as I have this year. Like it was a very sudden thing, but it's very, it's nice because it opens my mind up to a lot more that I wouldn't normally be taking in. And, and I, I want to thank you for like giving me this opportunity to be on and just talk about stuff. Cause it gets, again, like the conversations we're having are getting my gears turning and they really, you know, it's kind of just evolving everything in my head in terms of what I understand about film and, and um, you know, what these films that I watch that, you know, that I've watched for in preparation for the Oscars and, just, you know, how I can go, turn back to them and, and watch them again and again, just to, you know, get an idea of what inspires me as a filmmaker. So I just want to say thank you because it definitely really um, had me step out of my comfort zone a little bit uh, looking at these movies and talking about them. So thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words, Mike. And I couldn't do it without yeah. you. And I'm glad you're getting out of your shadow because you're a talented young man and it's time to keep showing off your talents. And uh, thank you for making this possible. And the, the conversation continues. Just now yeah. time to start watching to look out for the next Oscar season. And you're just talking about big releases as we're all coming back to the theaters. We're all uh, can hang out in people's homes to watch movies again. The people could do their Netflix and chilling for the uh, time slot. They watch it before they go to the chilling part. Um, it's great to have our movies back back and our, have our movies get us through the most difficult time period of all, 
you know, our generation's lifetimes uh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I understand that's a statement, but um, it's it's great. That that's the point of movies. That's the point of the Productive Conversations podcast is that uh, we get, we just stay productive in what we do. And I can't wait to talk more movies throughout and TV shows. So we're going to keep having you on. And yeah. um, like I said, just continue the conversation, talk about this great medium of ours. And uh, definitely once you figure out when you come, when, uh, you can come down to Norwell before you go out west, <laughs> grab a beer. I watch yeah. uh, so movies, a uh, movie in Norwalk. And um, yeah, man, I just appreciate you a lot, Mike. I can't wait yeah. to continue to talk to you in general and we'll continue Likewise, the conversation man. going. So with yeah. that, that's the great Mike Gumad. Don't forget to check him out. Host of the Amazed and Marvel podcast on all podcasted platforms. And you definitely want to hear his review of the ending of Captain and Winter Soldier. I'll let you guys tune in for that. Great show. I checked it out. I really was intrigued by it. And nice. um, I know the other audience will as well. So again, yeah. thank you, Mike. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And next year's Oscar season starts right now. So check them out. We'll <laughs> yeah. see if, uh, you know, I don't know. What, we'll see if Frozen 3 will make its push. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. All right, Mike, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you really soon. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Wow. 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 Mike Gumad, you never cease to amaze me. Thank you for another incredible appearance. And that was our show today, folks. We're back here on Thursday with the great Tommy Brown, and we are going to talk all things NFL Draft. Me and Tommy have composed a mock draft, and we are going to go pick by pick in the first round and predict the first round completely, and hopefully we are on point and we get it all right and we show the expertise we are working to have. So NFL Draft on Thursday, Tommy Brown, we're going to talk all things NFL Draft, and it's going to be a great time. But I just want to thank my guest, Mike Gumad, one more time. Don't forget to check him out on the Amazing Marvel podcast on all podcasts and platforms, and check out his coverage of the end of Captain America Winter Soldier. It is a great reflection. So yeah, we'll be back here on Thursday. You all have an incredible start to your week. Make history, make us proud, and continue to amaze us because the world is happy to have you, and I'm happy to have you all, the greatest listeners and fans in the world, for tuning in every single week. The show is not possible without you, and I love and appreciate every single one of you. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will see you all very, very soon. Peace!